We're for sharing innovative treatments and preventing disease before it ever develops. Learn how our team is working to better care for you on this edition of UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. A common heart rhythm disorder, atrial fibrillation, also increases patients' risk of stroke. My guest today is Dr. Rohit Malhotra. He's a board-certified in internal medicine and cardiovascular diseases. His specialties include caring for patients with heart rhythm disorders at UVA Heart and Vascular Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Malhotra. Tell the listeners, what is atrial fibrillation? Uh, thanks for having me. Atrial fibrillation is an abnormal rhythm in the heart. Um, essentially, the heart beats because of electrical signals that arise from the top chamber of the heart and travel down to the bottom chamber. In some people, um, abnormal signals can arise so that the heart, instead of beating regularly um, and changing in rate depending upon need, such as exercise, um, will beat fast and irregular at times when it shouldn't be, sometimes during sleep, sometimes during activity. And these can lead to uh, symptoms of shortness of breath, chest pain. Um, And in essence, what ends up happening is that Many people end up feeling very fatigued and are unable to do their normal daily activities. This can be detected quite easily by um, checking your pulse, or often a blood pressure cuff, for example, will demonstrate that the heart rate is fast and irregular. Um, Unfortunately, this abnormal rhythm can lead to an increased risk for stroke. The reason that happens is because most chambers in the heart actually have a an inlet and an outlet where blood will come in and blood will go out. But there are, is a chamber on the left side of the heart uh, called the appendage. It's sort of like the appendix of the heart where blood can only come in and out through one doorway, for example. The problem is when the heart starts beating fast and irregularly, the blood doesn't pump out of that chamber appropriately, and that can actually lead to clot formation. And those clots can then break off and cause strokes or blood clots in the arm or the leg. So that is really why patients with AFib are at higher risk for stroke. So how is a stroke risk for AFib typically managed in patients? Well, the the two big risks that we think about with atrial fibrillation are strokes, as, as you mentioned, as well as potentially heart failure, where the heart starts going really fast for long periods of time. So in general, what we want to do is prevent um, clot formation in the atrial appendage in that top chamber of the heart. Predominantly, the way that this has been done historically over years has been um, using medications. um, Predominantly, one medication has been available up until the um, last two or three years, and that's been warfarin or Coumadin. This is a medication that will uh, thin the blood, and help prevent clots from forming. Um, Unfortunately, uh, warfarin can be quite cumbersome for patients to take. Um, It involves alterations in the diet um, and um, monitoring of blood levels in order to make sure that the blood is not too thin, but also that an effective dose has been uh, consumed by the patient. Now, in the recent past, in the last three years or so, there have been newer medications that have um, come to market that allow for either once daily or twice daily dosing, um, and people then, um, 
blood is thin, clots don't form, um, and the risk of stroke is reduced. Um, these medications um, don't involve changes to diet and don't involve um, checking blood levels. Um, now, one of the issues that has arisen is that we've had many years' worth of experience of using warfarin, um, so we know how, in general, to make people's blood clot should they have a problem. Uh, you know, if somebody needs emergency surgery or falls and bumps their head and starts bleeding, we need to manage that. With some of the newer medications, um, we don't have quite as much experience and so don't have great uh, agents to reverse the effects. Um, with time, the medications will, will filter out of the system, but sometimes we need to accelerate time, if you will. And Dr. Malhotra, what are some innovative treatment options and research that UVA is offering? Tell us a little bit about some of the procedures that people can have to treat their atrial fibrillation and decrease their stroke risk. Well, so there are two different approaches to that. Um, in the recent past, we were involved in a trial. You know, I've talked about uh, the appendage and its contribution to stroke risk in atrial fibrillation. One um, question that arose several years ago was, <clears throat> what happens if we actually close off the appendage in one way or another and thus prevent blood from going into this chamber and thus hopefully limiting the risk of clot formation? And this turns out to, it appears to be quite effective. Um, and there are a number of different approaches for actually closing off the atrial appendage. Um, one is to place a device either um, inside the heart in the appendage and close that off. We'd recently been conducting uh, part of a national trial uh, of uh, one of the devices available for this, and the FDA is currently reviewing that, and so we're not continuing. The, the nationwide, that study has been uh, closed for now and may reopen in the future or the device itself may be approved. Um, there is another procedure that involves um, actually placing um, a suture in a um, relatively non-invasive way where we um, put catheters around the heart as well as within the heart and close off um, the appendage from the outside. And that involves no use of blood thinners after the procedure. Um, and that's been... Um, thus far in our experience, uh, very effective. There are a number of institutions in the country uh, participating in, that, in those ty that type of work. There is a uh, newer study that's opened that involves a uh, surgical procedure. It actually involves using um, two or three um, keyhole incisions. They're about a centimeter to two centimeters um, long in the chest, and we're actually able to place... Um, a, it almost looks like a hair clip over the appendage from the outside, um, and that closes off the appendage and makes sure that no blood can get in or out. And during this procedure, while it is a surgical procedure, the heart remains beating, um, and in general, patients have been doing very well with that. That um, hair clip-style um, device has been used in surgery, cardiac surgery, for a long time, but we're part of a trial looking at doing this procedure uh, by itself. 
um, without doing any cardiac surgery other than just putting this clip on. Um, and beyond that, there really is a lot of debate as to whether reducing the total amount of atrial fibrillation actually has an impact on stroke risk. And so one approach that people take to managing atrial fibrillation and stroke risk is to potentially try to reduce the amount of atrial fibrillation. And for that, we do a variety of different um, rhythm-related procedures to try and help people stay in rhythm. Um, in general, we do that predominantly for symptoms, but there may be um, some benefit in terms of stroke risk reduction. And with that, we do we have uh, catheter-based techniques where we place catheters into the heart and modify the electrical system either by heating up the tissue or, in fact, using a, a newer technique, using a balloon that will freeze some of the tissue. Um, it leaves uh, normal tissue function but changes the electrical properties in the heart and may limit the and limits the risk of atrial fibrillation. There also are Dec some <coughs> excuse me, surgical techniques that are used as well. Dr. Malhotra, in just the last minute that we have, why should patients come to UVA for treatment of their heart rhythm disorders? I think we have a wide number of people that are actually intimately involved in doing these procedures. We have a, about 10 years' worth of experience. Um, and the advantage ends up being that we offer people a wide variety of different techniques. You know, there are multiple approaches to doing um, these types of procedures in order to close off the appendage or limit the amount of atrial fibrillation, and we have a wealth of experience with all of those techniques. I think more so than than most hospitals in the country, in fact. And so I think um, we offer perspectives that are really unique, and are, we tailor all of our therapy specifically to the patients that are um, that we treat on a daily basis. Thank you so much. You're listening to UVA Health System Radio. For more information about UVA Heart and Vascular Center, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.